The Big Small Business Show, proudly sponsored by MTN Business. The Big Small Business Show is proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. In studio with us today we have David Zardell. He is a lecturer uh, at uh, business, various business schools and he's also an author. We've had him on the show before and he tends to explain things in a really, really simple way. And what I've invited David into studio to discuss today is the business model canvas. Something that we've seen uh, proliferate over the last uh, decade I'd say. And a lot of people don't really understand how to use this tool and uh, how, it, how important it can be in order to actually help you build your strategy. Welcome, David. Thank you. Good to be back. Right. So, business model canvas. Uh, where did it come from? What is it? How do you use it? <laughs> so, it was created by a guy, and I have to look at his name because it's uh, an Alex Osterwalder. Yes. And he created it um, and he actually used the concept of crowdsourcing. We've all heard of crowdfunding where you get money from the crowd. He used crowdsourcing when he wrote a book about it and he got all the people to contribute towards it. And they wrote the book and the book's got like 400 or 500 authors. It was called, as you said, it's the business model canvas. What I'm going to talk about is a variation of that called the lean business canvas. And what that is, is for startup businesses. So your business model canvas was great of taking a business plan and putting it onto one page. This is, and that worked very well for businesses that are already going. This is for startup businesses. Uh, very similar, but a little bit of a change. And it's, all, it's amazing how when you tweak something a little bit, it kind of the lights come on. And for me, when I saw the lean business canvas, the lights came on. And so I wanted to highlight the slight differences here. Okay, so let's go through, first of all, why is it called a canvas and not a document or, or why canvas? Great, because it's, it's on one sheet of, pa one sheet of paper. It's, uh, you can just look at it and it's, it's a canvas in that it's almost like a painting. So a painter will paint on the canvas. The way this should be used is that you have the model on the screen and you use post-it notes and you move it around and as things change in your business, this changes and again it's it's amazing from a psychological point of view if you've written something down it's harder to cross out even if it's in pencil but when some post-it notes as your business changes so your model should change and it psychologically it's easier for people to move it around so it's a continuous painting of your business and maybe that's why it's called the canvas okay let's move on to the the headings that are on the canvas and uh, you know from my, my memory the canvas is not a nice, beautiful, symmetrical thing of, you know, four quadrants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it in a way. So it, it has got s some symmetry to it. So you've got three on this side, three on this side, one in the middle, and at the bottom you've got two. So it's made up of those nine different quadrants. Interestingly enough, the one half is on the left-hand side is the feasibility of the business. The other half is the desirability and the bottom is the viability of the business. Okay, so let's go. What is in the top left? 
What is it on the left hand side? What's in the right hand? What's in the bottom? What are in those? So the blocks? left hand side, and this is where the terms have changed slightly from the original one, is the top two blocks are your problems and your solutions. What are the problems that you're looking to solve in a business? And what is your solution to that? And underneath are the key metrics. What uh, kind of how you're going to evaluate the success of this business? And that's the feasibility. So you look at that to determine what the feasibility is. On the other side, you've got the unique where the desirability is. You've got the unique value propositions. What is your business doing that others aren't? We're all offering a similar service. How's yours different from everybody else? And then what's your what we call the unfair advantage? Again, linked to that value proposition, what have you got that the others don't have? And maybe an unfair advantage might be maybe for you, for you, if you're looking at your business, you've got a TV show and you can promote yourself on TV. That's something that someone else who's doing a business similar to yours doesn't have that. It, the, the unfair advantage could be a patent or a trademark that you have maybe. Um, and then we look at your customer segment, who you're serving, and the channels. How are you going to sell it and what are the different channels? So those are the two sides, your feasibility, your desirability. Your viability is from a costing point of view, and that's where we split it between your cost structure and your revenue streams. And again, how are you going to get that revenue? Is it going to be a once-off sale? Um, is it an ongoing basis? Uh, you can do it in many different ways. Is it you give them a product and they rent it from you? Again, looking at the different ways. The beauty of this is you've got it in front of you. You're looking at this before you get into business. Is it viable? And then... As things change, you change the model and it becomes almost like a living, a living canvas or a living document about your business. But surely after you've started, I mean, this is, this is a, almost like a feasibility, a self-feasibility or model feasibility beforehand if you, it's in the startup phase. Surely once, I, I suppose it's in the, that nascent period as well, post-startup as you are building the business and then confirming whether some of your assumptions are true or not whether they now whether that sticky note has to come off that that board or be moved from a maybe from one side to the other what you thought was an asset might be a liability um, in a sense so have you seen anyone actually use this yes so i've seen people use it and and to your point the sticky notes get moved around quite a bit initially. Once the business is going, it remains relatively stable, but it gives you that flexibility. If you want to then change strategy, it's almost easier to change strategy. And, and I think it's something like you said in your book, you said uh, the book about lose the business plan. It's about the business plan needs to be in your head. Mm. And when a picture paints a thousand words, and if you've got your business plan almost like a picture, then it's easier to remember exactly what it is. And I think this is what this does. Well, there, there again, David has uh, painted a great picture for us in our minds. No pictures on the screen, yet he painted the picture in our minds of the business model canvas. Thanks, Dave, for being on the Big Small Business Show. Great, thank you.